is not, they will like me. Confidence is I'll be fine if they don't. The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known struggle, known suffering, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. Beautiful people do not just happen. Remember how far you've come. We often think productivity means to work. It doesn't. Productivity means to make intentional choices towards a goal. The choice could be to pause. The goal could be to replenish. Productivity could mean to rest. Dr. Mona Masood. Hey, hey humans. humans, it's, it's your, your girl, girl Chocolate Thunder, bringing you another episode of Summaries with Chocolate. people, humans. It's been a long time since I have recorded an episode. I, um, if you have been listening to any, um, even a few seconds, you could be like, okay, alright, this isn't for me. However, these are what I consider verbal diaries. It's just a way for me to talk about how I'm feeling or talk with someone about stuff that's happening in the world, which is cool, or in our lives, in my personal life, etc. So with that being said, of course, you have probably listened and heard how much I suffer from, like, um, depression or downfalls. And in this situation, in this case of me not recording, a lot of it plays into part, a lot of it being being busy, not being able to be home, to be still, and I would say in February, I I started considering this, and then the end of February, I was like, okay, I have to make an episode, and I have to talk about being black and black history, but the project that I have been working on is just to do, um, to consider maybe doing visual video podcasting because podcasting is become like such all the rage like it 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 has been I think serial remember serial from I think it was NPR um who put it on the mat podcasting in general which people people had been doing it already but it wasn't getting as much attention the platform in general until I think that episode I mean that um series became a thing and so that's cool and so you know basically over time it's been happening but it's always been something that I've loved because I love talking and you know I'm a voice artist so you know I use my voice on stage or behind the scenes you know in in front of a mic or whatever all the time I enjoy it so I was like so about that life and um basically now the rage is kind of becoming 
concept like video podcasting. I like both because say you're driving, it's good to be able to just hear it versus see it. Sometimes depending on what they're doing, you can only imagine, but that also makes it better when you can see it. See like, what do they look like? Who are they with? And how are they behaving? What is their setup like? Does that even matter? Who cares? You know, whatever. But me and Michelle haven't always been since starting my podcast I haven't really thought about that because originally it was just us talking and then it became like a visual thing everybody especially since the pandemic hit and we all were at home we were all finding ways to be more creative or to remain creative which I think is cool some of us out, outdid it or whatever but I think I mentioned this in other episodes like what outside's open back up we outside and we said it like it was a joke you know because it kind of was funny but then I feel like the world kind of took off boom go we cannot stop now we gotta do everything we gotta do it all at once we gotta go and that was overwhelming for me especially and mainly because you know I used to live such a fast life and then I got sick and had to slow down I had to slow down and I was you know only in my 30s early 30s 33 so I'm like dang you know um and I'm an actor and so you know that's just a a a weird hours kind of life and a lot of it was late night last minute kind of situations and so to to be thrown out of that and then have the world be thrown out of that on top of it was like whoa so for the doors to be open and the reins to be released and everybody is just running it felt like wow whoa whoa hold up slow down slow down you know it was very crazy and then you know I um, recently started performing again on stage I would say it started for me on stage officially I think pretty much this time last year I remember rehearsing and performing in like June, July for a show and it was only like a three day show and um, I was walking but not walking that well like taking stairs was still stressful to me and like doing certain things still kind of got on my nerves a little bit and people were still kind of like oh my god Michelle, Michelle all the time because I would still be stumbling and falling in rehearsal it'd be awkward but like I think the most awkward thing was how people reacted to it. It was like, oh my God, you know, it's so dramatic. I'm like, hey, you being hype about the moment makes me, like, it only raises the stakes when they don't need to be raised. Chill out, you know what I mean? Because I think people stumble and, you know, misstep all the time. Like, that's just who we are as people. But, um, you know, not, not all the time, like, every day, every second. But, like, you know, for me, of course, I take notice of it more so now that I have hey, is, was that an MS thing? Or was that just an accident? Like, I don't, it's hard to tell the difference, child. And I don't want to be like, oh, MS, MS. And I don't want to put everything on, under that category. Um, even though, you know, as I grow older, I might understand what what category it should belong under certain things, whatever. But like, yeah, so that started my stage career again, you know, officially on stage because I have been doing radio plays and Zoom plays, you know what I'm saying? Um, virtually all the time so that was like okay I can sit down you know I don't have to be moving around in front of people or whatever and so being on stage was like wild so I did it it was fun and then 
um, as life went on, like I, I ended up doing, uh, other stuff like, you know, this past February, no, actually the end of the year, December, I did a musical that was wild. Um, to just like be singing and stuff again, it was like, dang. And, but the show I did in the summer of 2021 was also a musical. Um, so that was wild. And then to do, uh, I did a show in February, and uh, I think now I'm in a show. We started rehearsals in like, uh, I don't know, April, sometime, April 2nd, I think. And at that, at that rehearsal, I met a celebrity, Coleman Domingo, who's the playwright for the show that I'm in. And it's funny, I say I met a celebrity. No, he's just a person, he's just a human. But he's a playwright, but also a, a, an actor, a great performer on stage and in films. Um, just an amazing, cool person, very open-minded, very relaxing and uplifting. And uh, we got the opportunity to talk to him on a Zoom call because he's great friends with the playwright, Lisa B. Thompson, who's also just a playwright herself. And she's an amazing, like, she has an amazing brain. Like, just, like, very, um, I can't explain it. Like, um, it's fascinating. It really is. You know, I'm really um, intrigued by just her walk and uh, her walk in this life, you know. Fashion choices are, are great, and just her her like knowledge of black culture is cool because you know I'm black, but there are often times when I don't necessarily feel black around her. Um, I feel like okay, maybe I'm not as black as this situation or this moment, and she like uh, schools me, but not in a way that's like you belittling, but like you know you learn things when she's around. And I think that's cool. And so to like have her as a director was like very detail oriented and overwhelming at times, but also just like challenging, like how deep can I go and how deep can I get? And while rehearsing, it was probably the week before we opened. I think it was a few days before opening. And I think we all were under stress. We all felt like uh, defeated, like this play is not going to go well. We didn't have a good you know, we just didn't feel, like, up for it because of all the struggles that we've endured, the sleep we lost, okay, um, you know what I mean, and just, like, just being back on stage again, and outside being back open, and having to navigate through the pandemic still kind of lingering, you know what I mean, and I think we just were like, ugh, what are we gonna do, like, what what have we signed up for? And then in walks Coleman Domingo himself behind the playwright as we're gathering around in a circle. We do this every rehearsal. We tap in. We used to tap out, but now that the, the shows have gone up, we don't necessarily tap out. We do like individually to whomever, and we kind of do it more verbally now. However, we still check in at the top of rehearsal. So before we do our check-in, here they come walking in, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, we were all just trying to, like, mentally prepare for tech week coming up, and, uh, it was kind of like the start of tech, actually, I think, day one, 
for for the actors and uh he came in and he stayed the whole day we rehearsed like 10 to like five or six something like that he was there the whole time even after our dinner break or lunch break or whatever it was yeah and I mean it was like a master class like he he was like for my money can you say this monologue without just take away the punctuation and see what happens and raise the stakes this whole play needs higher stakes you guys need to raise the stakes and you need to check your tempo you are driving the scene you are the conductor in this scene and your you know scene partner is trying to topple you she's trying to come over you it was just like he had a way of describing situations and moments that I was like okay it's not that we never saw it that way but like we did but it was like well what are my thoughts what how true is that I think for me as an actor it taught me like you are capable and it taught me to believe and trust in my work like I can't I have to believe that you know I've come this far for you know a reason and not necessarily because I'm black not necessarily because I'm a woman not necessarily because I'm in Austin and ain't nobody black and woman because there's plenty and plenty of talent and like as I remain in this city working and I meet people who who are black and women and who can work and who are amazing I'm like where I been it's awesome to me and uh this experience like I, I the cast like I've already loved them as actors and as humans before we hit the stage together as family and so like it's just like great to just spill the tea with them and laugh with them and cry with them and hug um because there was a time we weren't able to do none of that and we're doing it and I don't know like just having having Coleman and Lisa be a part of this experience with us has been cool it's been like having your parents so like you know parents get on your nerves but they also provide like they're providers they give you provision you know and discipline and they help inspire you and lift you and uplift you like it's everything having them be a part of this process with us I feel dope for that. And I'm like, if I have haters, which, you know, we all do, I'm sure. I just want to say thank you, you know, for being that. And um, for people who actually like me as a person, I appreciate you too. I thank you and I love you. And uh, I didn't want to talk long on this. I just wanted to tap in and say, hey, I've been rehearsing. Well, no, I was. I was rehearsing for a long time which has been a blessing. I've been pretty much booked, booked and booked since the end of last year. And uh, it's it's awesome. God is good because I remember being sad about not being able to walk. And there's a lot of crazy things in my future and I still don't know, like, if I want everybody to know my tea because I'm learning that not everything is... Uh, on a basis of needing to know it's a need to know basis and I need to keep it like that And uh, but sometimes things are so exciting and random that I just have to share so who knows what's going to happen you might see it if you're watching my my Instagram you know feed or whatever 
you might see something, two things, two things, three things. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, okay, so next week school is out. Uh, on the 27th for students, for teachers, I think we have to stay till the 31st of May, which is wild. Because it's like May 30th is a holiday. Go on and let that be the end. But we still got to come back on the 31st. I think just wrap it all up, which is all good. We can do that. And uh, I have some really new perspectives coming up, but I don't really know like all the details, so I can't really spill the tea until I know the tea. It's boiling though, it's brewing, it's just not ready. Uh, it, it may not be for me to drink, you know what I mean? I might have to go on and uh, give it to somebody else. So I'll keep y'all posted on that. But um, cool things are happening in the Alexander home and the Sheely home. Sheely home is my stage family. If you're listening and you're interested, dot, oh, dot, I think we're sold out tonight. There might be one more ticket, but still you can get on the waiting list and uh, stay by the phone. But also we have a show tomorrow at 5 p.m. Um, the show's about three hours. So, well, you know, something like that. Because of the pregnant pauses, and we don't do that because we're like trying to remember shit. Excuse my language. It's just mainly because um, it's written that way. You just have to come see it. It's, it's truly an art. And I want to say, I want to preface this, that it's not a, a, a beautiful story about Alzheimer's. It's a dark comedy. So I think a lot of people misinterpret that. Like, why is there, why is, you know, but it was written like that. It's a dark comedy. Like, think Commedia del Arte kind of a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's definitely a dark comedy. The playwright himself. I got his, uh, that's spoken from the horse's mouth. But, um, but also we, we have one more weekend of shows. Next weekend we close. So we have performances on Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, next week. Not no Sunday show, I believe. Um, my birthday is May twenty third on Monday this week, and so uh, this is a beautiful gift to be able to celebrate by being on stage, um, and also I'm just proud of myself becoming thirty five. And I was looking up you know, what can 35 mean? And I decided, hey, I'm going to see if I can still find it in my notes to just um, talk about what 35 can mean. Let me see. If I can't find it, I'm not going to worry about it. But a lot of it was talking about how 35 means, you know, things are going to be changing. But I'm like, well, child, duh, you know. You turn in ages, but people are people. I found like several random sites, and they're saying that it's a an angel number. Uh, that there's a positive life changes on the way for me, positive ones, which I'm you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready for some positive ones. I've been in a season of suffering for a long time now, right? Ooh, child, and so I'm ready for some positive stuff. Um. Your ascended, I mean, I'm sorry, your angels and the ascended masters are there to assist and guide you through the changes that will, will be occurring in your life. Um, so there's just like, look for the number 35 and like financial transactions, even in important addresses, license plate numbers. 
in significant times. Ciao. So I do that anyway, but I'm just like, okay, you know, what can 35 mean? So to me, from what I've gathered, and I haven't done a lot of gathering um, about it, is basically that it means like positive life changes. Um, I also was like trying to find something like um, like a kid's book or something about positivity because you know I work in elementary school and there are so many like um, like so many good children's books out there that I love and I'm just like okay I wonder if the kids like in this classroom are like understanding and retaining the information like we also you know we ask the students what do you think so-and-so means? What does this mean? It's, you know, we talk a lot about idioms and stuff like that. So I found this one book, though, on Scribe. It's an awesome app. You should get it. It's great. Um, but it's called... What's the book called, Chad? Oh, man. Hold on, guys. I apologize. Okay, the book is called... Um, every time I get it, okay, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse by Charlie Mackesy, and it's just like a random book, I can, I haven't read the whole thing, so I don't really know, like, what it's all about, but there are some beautiful, like, little moments in here, it's like a boy talking to, I believe this is a mole, and, um, the boy asks, the mole a question, or it could be vice versa, I'm not sure who's asking who, no, yes, the boy asked the mole a question, he says, what do you think is the biggest waste of time, comparing yourself to others, said the mole, love that, I wonder if there's a school of unlearning, Most of the old moles I know wish they had listened less to their fears and more to their dreams. I love that, right? Check this out. So the boys, the boy and the mole are like sitting on like a hill looking out into the distance on like a big grassland. And the boy asks, what is that over there? It's the wild, said the mole. Don't fear it. Imagine how we would be if we were less afraid. Isn't that awesome? So this book is just great. I love the little quotes. Everything about it is awesome. I found it on Scribe. Um, it, it was just beautifully drawn and written. And so I was like, oh, let me look at this. And today is all about self-love. It's self-love Saturday, self-care Saturday. And so after this, after this, I'm going to go obviously work out and take a gratitude walk or gratitude bike ride in my living room, you know, and um, I'm going to do that. It's going to be awesome. I just wanted to take some time to tell myself, hey, I love you. You've been working so hard, and life is hard, 
but you're still alive because God still wants you here. He's not done with you. So, continue to strive. You got grit. And you don't quit. Have a good day, humans. Love ya.